Hello, and welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rock League Podcast, um, where, you know, we laugh at uh, middle school jokes, because that, that's really what <laughs> keeps us entertained. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to start after uh, the false start we just had, but um, there, there's, you know what, there's a lot going on, okay? Um, but I'm going to get the housekeeping out of the way, alright? This is the housekeeping corner. Uh, the corner that you're probably listening to this podcast to. As you're, you know, doing housekeeping chores. Um, so, uh, what we're doing is, um, number one, I like to thank all our patrons. All right, uh, let me, let me go through them. All right, we got TK. All right, King Knight. We got Mike. We got Mr. C. We got uh, Mefe. Uh, we got Poor Judgment Twenty Six. We got Big Hawk Seventy Seven. And last but not least, we got. Uh, oh wait, wait, so I'm feeding the kitty. And then, last but not least, we got Alex from Michigan, the OG. Um, I was so ready to call you out. <laughs> what, what are you going to call me out for? You almost forgot Alex. I almost forgot. Or... Well, I, I was, you know what? He's Truth be told, Alex. I was going to, I was, like, Fiend the Kitty almost slipped past my radar. So I was, I was going to go straight to Alex. So actually, Fiend the Kitty, I have to give you the apology. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, for maybe, maybe, perhaps missing you, maybe, almost. Um, almost. But, uh Yes, so our patrons, uh, thank you very much for supporting us. It's it's been actually overwhelming. Um, like, I mean, I I didn't I never thought we'd get to this point. Um, Same. And yeah, he's well, already I'm... doing he's already doing the We Made It podcast when we're still not even that big. I love it. Listen, it listen, listen. No, no, no. <laughs> I like to just appreciate once we've passed certain milestones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think. I think for a long time we've 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 kind of been like uh, you know hard stuck in plat, all right, um, <laughs> and and now we're slowly getting to diamond, you know, uh, wow. perhaps diamond three, cough cough. Um, oh wow! Ooh, yeah. Congrats, by the way. Yeah, I was diamond three four uh, this morning. So Damn. wow. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. I was flirting with it, you know, flirting with champ. Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I always find a way to you know whatever topic we are talking about, just bring it back to me because that's really yeah, of course. what's important. So um, <laughs> we all want to hear about you, Flash. It's just this is the you. Uh, this you is podcast. me. And, and speaking of me and us, um, what <gasps> we do want to shout out is uh, the fact that we actually did our first ASAP Weekly uh, Challenger Series Tournament One as a combo, so justly uh, dubbed it. Um, and <laughs> the winners, all right. Of the first tournament, all right, making it back through adversity, doing a reverse. It was a double Elon tournament. We did a reverse. We did a bracket reset and like. There you go. Yeah, and reversed. <laughs> I think we reversed. Well, no. swept. Reverse swept. Yeah, in a best games, of three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a best of three, <laughs> if that makes wow, sense. I actually didn't remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, but but um, you know, bringing us the win, beating Dave and Epic Penguin. Uh, so uh, which they were very very mad about. Um, <laughs> I've uh, never seen Dave that mad in my life. I'm not gonna lie. No, no, I, we 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 brought him. <laughs> I don't know if he well he rage quit. I don't know, but we brought him. We brought him to. We're gonna talk about more about it in a second. First, I want to shout out uh, Combo. You said yesterday you had an amazing stream, so I want to give you a shout out in the, I guess housekeeping corner, and then we'll get into the ASAP Weekly tournament specific corner in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for you. Oh, you want me to talk? Yeah, yeah, talk, it? talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's been awesome. So I've had I've had eight streams over about a week and a half, uh, and I 
started obviously zero followers, zero anything, and I'm up to almost 70 followers now, which is hype and really wow. exciting. Um, I got Twitch affiliate two days ago, um, which is awesome, meaning I can actually get paid for it now. And in my very first affiliate stream, I got three subs. I got some bits. I got um, like 50, I think 11 or 12 new followers, tons of chat interaction, and my average viewership was like 11 or 13 or 12 around in that area, um, which was nuts. Like I went from averaging like two to three a stream in the last three to four days, like really jumping up there and truthfully i do think it was actually my last the last two tournaments i've casted have actually really like fired it up so apparently i'm turning into a johnny boy stream i guess but um <laughs> uh, yeah no i'm really really excited streaming's been a lot of fun it's draining for sure and like I, I specifically set out a a calendar on purpose so i'm only streaming generally four to five times a week um rather than the full seven so um that has been uh nice and like on days like today where i'm like i'm home and i'm like oh i kind of do want to stream and like see where it is like i'm trying to tell myself no to make sure i don't burn myself out but um it's been a blast i'm really excited i hope it keeps growing sadly i'm gonna have to take a break towards the midway point at end of august um from streaming because i'm actually gonna be out of the province uh helping with the training of my staff for my real life job um so i'm hoping my growth doesn't run away from me um with that but uh, we'll see if i can get back at it but yeah thanks for the plug uh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed your streams. Um, so uh, very much. Uh, you know, we hope all the best. Um, so the tournament. Let's let's talk about the tournament. All right. Um, I I went back and watched all our games, Wabbits. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you looked at the next week uh, channel. Yep. Yep. Um, but this is a ten. I don't think I, I have. A, I think I have a better name for for this week. But this this was our ten, my tentative title for this week's podcast. Um, Flash misses uh, Wabbit's carries uh, repeat. Um, and so as I was rewatching the tournament, I'm like, I missed the ball so many times. All right. <laughs> like I kid you not. And. And the games where it started becoming easier was a little... The difference was, like, I kid you not, was me just hitting, like, on average, like, 20% more ball, like, balls. That was it. There was no... Like, that. I think it directly correlated with us to... Like, as... You know, you know how our games got easier in the, I think, the finals? Or, like... Uh, sure, yeah. I, I felt, like, less stressed for some reason. And I think Same. it was literally because I was hitting the ball 20% more. Like, that was, that was the only <laughs> definitive thing. And to, to that point, I think... What kept me like, like I I'd beat Dave sometimes to fifty fifties and be faster mm-hmm. than, but it'd be like three challenges in the game and sometimes it result in goal which was was helpful right, but mm-hmm. um it also meant like I'd be going like at super sonic speed trying to hit balls that like just had no angle, you know what I mean that I wasn't yep. like that were above my current level of skill but like I was just moving that fast because I'm like okay I gotta move fast right, um mm-hmm. and so I I think. <laughs> I think just as the games went on, I just got smarter challenging. But um, no, I rewatched it, and you saved like our bots so many times. Like I just watching, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I was you're actually insane. Like I, I, th- I think I don't get to appreciate it, especially because sometimes when we play twos, like I, I'll see you make the same. You know, you know what it is. We t- truthfully, we we play twos when we're not warmed up. Yep. Um. So like I'll just see you whiff like five times. I'm like, wow, it's wow. Like, oh my goodness, right? But here, like, you're warmed up, you're playing your heart out, I was playing my heart out, and you're just making the craziest saves over and over again. Uh, I will say, though, Combo, I was looking back, I made one, like, absolutely insane save, and you managed Mm. to catch it somehow, and I was, like, on my screen, it was actually, like, the nuttiest thing. I think I, like, came back, because definitely I was out of position, right? So that's why I had to make the nutty save, of course. Um, But, like, I came back flying and, like, hit the top corner with the ball and pinched it out. I did, yeah. I remember reacting like heavily oh. to that. Yeah, so so I, I 
Man, there was there's some yeah we we were uh, we were joking we were like RV light because um, we were just like goaltending the whole time, <laughs> surviving and then somehow winning. Um, but yeah, and then I took you know rewatching that turn. You know you know how they say like rewatch replays. Like if if we do future tournaments and you're in them, please rewatch your replays because for me it's a lot more entertaining than just watching replays by myself, right? Like it's a lot easier to watch it if it's a stream if there's someone casting, right? Yeah. Um, and so I rewatched it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much I have to improve on. <laughs> so like, it just it just gave you me like a healthy like actual check of like where I'm at. And then because of it, now I'm almost in champ. So just saying, bang bang, well. yeah, bang bang, <laughs> boom. All right, Lavis, what did you think of the tournament? Uh, I had a lot of fun. I honestly thought that I was playing pretty bad for most of the games. Some games I was playing out of my mind, but overall it was like I don't know, kind of kind of chill, just kind of like. Trying to play more defensive, usually trying to like, because I kind of noticed that you were missing a lot of shots in some of the games, but I was kind of expecting it because of nerves and everything. Um, so what I ended up doing was playing pretty defensive and being like, I'm just going to chill back and, you know, for, uh, forgive some of the mistakes so that he can make them. Um, but it, like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Just uh, Here, Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When you're playing faster, like you're, because you're moving so fast, it, it just feels better. It's almost like mm-hmm. a way of like overcompensating for nerves or your mistakes. It's yep. like it's like yo, I'm playing fast. Like it doesn't matter, right? Like I missed it, no problem. <laughs> I'm playing fast, all right? Look at that recovery. All right, I'm playing fast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so um, I gotta say, yeah. my favorite game was against the GCs. <laughs> <laughs> the no boost GCs. Was, oh man, it was so much fun because like every single time there was like every. I feel like every time uh, Jared just had the ball. He would go for a dribble, and I would just challenge high and go straight at him, <laughs> like barrel straight into him, and he could never get it past. And I was like, "Jerry, what are you doing? You can't dribble me. Stop!" <laughs> but it was just so fun every time because uh, I, I felt the salt, and it was great. <laughs> also, Jerry, if you didn't notice, uh, I think in the was it the victory interview? Um, <laughs> I don't, Jerry. I don't know if Jerry was still on stream, but I definitely called him out. So definitely go back and vod and watch that. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I think I'll end with Combo. Combo, what did you see in the tournament? What did you like? What did you didn't like? You know, I had a blast. I uh, It's funny. I think I'm quite bad at casting. Like, I don't think I'm good at it at all, Like, and I don't feel that comfortable doing it. However, folks keep telling me that they think I'm quite good at it, so like that's a nice it ego boost. Amazing. I, you know <laughs> what? I'll say this. I, I As I was watching the VOD, you got more and more comfortable, right? And I think Definitely, and I, yeah, I expect that. And I think the reason it was, was as well is because you're doing a solo cast, which is a lot harder to do than a... You got it, and so that I'm like that is the main thing I'm really struggling with right now. Is like there are just times that I just don't want to particularly talk, right? And like when I'm literally talking, and like when I'm um, what's it called? Uh, Like salesperson talking. What's the Mm -hmm. the auctioneer? When I'm like auctioneer, like (laughs) talking. When I was like, and what is passing the ball to flash and moving down the field, like stuff like that, and like moving very fast. I like I want a break, right? And that's the whole reason that two man casting exists, so that like you could take the quick break and sip of water or do whatever you need to do. And like that was getting a little tough towards the end um but i had a blast on my end uh, a couple notes like just from watching uh, i'm happy you brought up the, the the rgc players um i just to call out jer uh, i thought poor judgment reacted very well to playing without boost he was able to like there's a couple times he'd be easily beat both players on the field against him mm-hmm. despite them having 100 boost and him having no boost um the boys had great passing plays throughout the entire day which is yep. not something we saw from many of the teams at all um nope. and it really shows that like that's that's on the gc mind versus that's not on the mind of a lot of other players um and to the point that like they are so 
handicapped without boost, they can still be looking for plays. It's crazy to think about. Um, but when, at least in my own end of like, that's obviously like, I, I, I identify as being near their skill level as well. Um, and I like, that is something that's always on my mind as well. And like, they were consistently looking for it. And it was teams like you, when you actually started to recognize that and know that they weren't going to be able to get off fast passes by any means, you can start breaking that down. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really happy with how well they did in the first place. And I think they had an absolute blast playing. They sounded like they were laughing the whole time and, um, and having a, a great time. So I, I think the tournament, regardless of outcome and uh, people laughing that of course, the, of course the hosts win. I thought it was a, a really fun way to get a community involved. And I, I hope that we continue to do it in the future. Yeah. All and, according to the script. Yeah. The, that, <laughs> there's like the whole joke that there's a script and I actually like, I think I joked about it when we went into losers and yep. yet it happened somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the best part was I just, in our first interview, which is the the interview where we lost and went into losers, yeah. I just called exactly what happened. I was like, "We're sweeping the GCs. We're gonna take this bracket reset. It's easy." <laughs> it was all <laughs> never you know, been that confident in my life. <laughs> wow, yeah, wow, was for the first time in his life new. You know what? It, you know what's weird though? You're playing the GCs until like you get that first goal, you're always like, "We could lose this." Because <laughs> the way they win is they score one goal and they just hold off. Like you know what yeah. I mean. So, uh, what I found really interesting playing them though was, um, as someone who's like a lot lower ranked than them, but I kind of understand the game enough. Uh, and like where I am, we have flat passing plays and stuff like that. I was looking for passing lanes and watching them, watching them move and see how they did it. Um, and it, while I was doing that, I was able to intercept the pass because the passes were really slow, but they were close, right? Um, so I would just go early, uh, try and intercept the passing lane. And I think I got two or three goals directly off of that, where it was just interceptions of the passing lane because they couldn't do anything on their own. And they relied so heavily on this passing. Um, so I, I, I really was interested in that and like how if they were any faster, I just got absolutely destroyed. But because they were they were no boost and relied on it so heavily, and they probably couldn't come up with the mind games of just take the shot and bait him out. Um, it was it was a really interesting thing to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we're gonna you know move on just because we got we got so many topics this week. Like it, you know, like it felt like we took a week off, but we haven't taken a week off. That's how many mm-hmm. topics we got. Um, That's a great way to word that. I that's exactly how I feel. Um, but before we do, I'd like to announce something here right now because we are talking about the tournament. Um, and technically, this was still part of the announcement corner, even though, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to say is that for the month of August, specifically, we won't be hosting any official tournaments. Um, but instead, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'll add this to the events page, um, we're kind of calling that, like, uh, like Sunday night matches or community night or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's just, uh, the point is, like, go if you want to do an unofficial tournament or if you just want to play some games with some people. Um, we're kind of just dedicating 4 p.m. Eastern to however long it is um, just for people to hang out because um, Combo was saying this specifically. Oh, like w- I think in the future we might do like once a month or something more official tournaments, um, but we just kind of want a time that like anyone can just hop on and go in the general voice chat, um, just play some games with people. So that that's kind of our plan for uh, the tournaments in August. So every week, uh, just, just kind of, you know, a couple hours just to play and hang out uh and then in september we might get back to having a more official tournament like we did this last saturday um and combo combo you said you kind of since you are you are hosting the twitch stream i'll, I'll have you organize the tournament um mm-hmm. and but it'd be once a month thing so that's kind of yeah. where we're at with that <sighs> all right um <laughs> just getting ready 
Yeah, no, I'm just breathing in a little bit. You know what? I want to do Beginner's Corner now, okay? Because yeah, wow. I know if we get caught in the weeds in esports, I'd rather rush through some of these esports topics than rush through Beginner's Corner like we did last week. The absolute audible here. I'm excited. Yeah, no, call on an audible, all right? On the fly. So, um, the cutoff, all right? And this is something that after we talked about last week, I've actually been noticing in my games. Like, when do people turn? When should I turn on it? When should I not turn on it? Like, it's become... Like, sometimes I'll play the game and I just, like... You're just kind of playing, you're going through the motions. But sometimes, like, I'm physically seeing, like, should I have turned on this or not? Like, is this making my teammate hesitate or not? Um, when, when when should I cut off? When should I circle back, right? Like, that's been something that's constantly in my mind. So, um, for rabbits here who... Uh, may or may not have not listened to the last week's episode. Kama, would you like to give a br- brief recap on maybe, I guess, the cutoff uh, man and the specific situation we are talking about last week? Yeah, um, so this, just as a, as a again, this, I think the same disclaimer I gave last week, this is just as viable in twos and threes um, either way. For this example, we're just using twos because it's easier to talk about four players than, than six. Um, so in twos, uh, imagine an opportunity when you and your teammate are coming down on a two-on-one. Uh, you are, uh, let's say you are the person who is, does not have the ball and is waiting for a pass across, looking for a shot. Um, yes, this may not replicate in all ranks maybe you don't have a perfect two-on-one where you get this great flick pass across the other person mm-hmm. but two-on-ones happen always in any rank i literally like watch my bronze friends play and they still get two-on-ones they're hockey guys and they know what a two-on-one means and i think most people who can at least understand a sports game can understand the the weight of a two-on-one um let's say it is a, a decent pass across and you take the shot it leaves a little left to to behold and it's a weak shot and it turns right around so that um as you are recovering from taking that shot and your your passing player has decided to pass it and then rotate back around towards the net uh you are now looking at back and seeing the goalie turn around, pass it out to his second player, and now there's a two-on-one going the opposite way because you had a whiff of a shot. Happens, I can guarantee, and Flash and Wabbis can correct me or or agree, I feel like this happens multiple times a game, minimum. Um, something happens all the time. Uh, most odd man rushes, in my opinion, in Rocket League come from a whiffed shot attempt, a bad pass, or an early challenge. That's often when you see odd man rushes. Um, so now, describing the two-on-one going the opposite way, you most likely are the furthest back from the net after just trying to take this big shot opportunity. Maybe you're up in the air, maybe something happens. Your job right now is one of two things. You are either rotating back to net if you have the availability to do so, or you are what's called the cutoff man. So the cutoff man in this case is that if you imagine the field, maybe the the two uh, opposing players have now just maybe crossed the, the center field line just as you're managing to turn around from, um, let's say, the middle-ish of their half of their zone. Um, as you're coming back, if you are good enough at recovering, getting the little boosts, uh, the little boost pads, and um, recover- saving at least enough boost from your first shot opportunity, there's a good chance you are going to be able to catch up to the rest of the play because most likely, until you're up to the very, very high ranks, most likely players are slowing down to try and make a play once they reach the neutral zone. So your job right now is to understand what your teammate is doing and understand the timing of whether or not you should be a cutoff man or rotating back to net, like I said. Where that is hard to talk about in a podcast is that it is so dynamic and always adapting that it is difficult to say every single time when you should cut off and every single time when you shouldn't. I play with people in twos. I used to be a big twos maid. I play with people in twos who refuse to cut off. They're always going to rotate back to net. So then when I'm a goalie, let's say I'm that, that I'm the one in the two-on-one situation coming the other way. Uh, my job now is to basically just waste as much time as I can for them to get back. That's pretty common knowledge. I think mm-hmm. most people know that when they learn rotations. But then I play with other folks in twos who 
are what like the joke is that they're monkeys or they chase a lot things like that and they will exclusively play the cutoff man so i know i'm comfortable to stay in net take a shot if there's going to end up being a shot because my player is going to do his best to get in the way of that ball it really goes both ways and that's why it's so difficult to, to tell you when always is the best opportunity to do so uh what i was talking about last week was that one of the best ways to learn about good opportunities to play cutoff is doing it in not only in twos but with a, a teammate that you're in comps with so if flash and wabbits are playing twos together talking about if flash is the one in the two-on-one situation uh having wabbits calling whether or not he's going to be able to cut off or not in the meantime because then wabbits knows sorry flash now knows what his role is because if wabbits is like oh yeah i can catch this i can catch this i'll cut off flash's job right now is to stay in net be ready because if one of two things is going to happen they're either going to make the play before wabbits gets there and take a shot hopefully you're now in a position in net to make that save or wabbits is going to get there and cut off the play um what happens in this cutoff uh sorry but my screen just went black i thought i cut out um what happens in this uh cutoff is wabbits goal is literally just to absolutely throw his body into the ball either rifle it back into his corner if he can because then now that's out of a scoring opportunity and flash might be able to pick it up or rifle it off to the sidewall and maybe he can follow it turn around to a goal i've gotten tons of goals in twos by just being a cutoff man getting a cutoff early and then you can literally have a, a wide open net that you can walk the ball back into if you're fast enough um so there's, there's tons of opportunities with this cutoff but the main reason is to take the weight off of a two-on-one without just instantly retracting to being like all right i'm gonna go get my corner boost and go back to net because now my flash in this case my my one is gonna go challenge this ball because if you aren't cutting off if you are leaving it and you have the ability to cut off there's a much higher opportunity that they're going to score on a two-on-one than they are on a two-on-two and that is basic statistics at its core uh so the uh that that's kind of the, the main notes we're bringing from last time so i'll pass it on to someone else yeah i like to say actually to that point um and i noticed this is in threes as well you can get away with cutting off even without communication, a lot more than you can in twos. Um, just because oh. there is that third person rotating around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you can play a little riskier, if that makes sense. right? Your decision-making can be a little riskier because you know there's a there's a good chance that, you know, if one person isn't back, at least someone else is rotating back and, mm-hmm. and they can save you. And so, so exclusively, I use twos because it's much easier to explain in threes. And, I, and this is where I, I, it, you really see it. I encourage folks to go watch a bit of pro gameplay and consistently try. It's so often, like when you're watching a sport, what are you, where are you going to watch mostly? You're probably going to watch the ball and whoever has the ball, right? I really encourage folks, if they want to learn how to cut off well and see the timings and see how folks are doing it, go watch some like RLCS gameplay and consistently just try to watch whoever is the third man on defense, who is the furthest away from the ball. If you can get that view, let's say they're using the director view or maybe they don't have a player came on at that time um and who is that third man i guarantee you can watch that if the two man isn't cutting off if the two man is rotating to the back post and trying to play that safe defense i guarantee you that three man is trying to cut off that play when he's trying to come back the other way because that's the only way that you can actually break down an odd man rush when and so in threes it would be a three on two or even potentially a two on one it's possible but um in twos that's why i, I specifically use the twos example is because it's so much more commonplace to see two on ones and cutoffs are so much more useful in twos but they're also so much more risky um so that's the that's the kind of big push and pull that you have there that you really got to watch um just again before i, I really I, I feel like i'm talking a lot i want to hear you guys opinions but um the we're doing a replay analysis uh for uh all our patrons right now um or the patrons that were in when we had started this and uh what we're doing with that is we are uh like i'm literally sitting down and i'm doing a 20 to 30 minute analysis of 
whatever the, the replay they send. Flash Wabbits are doing their own commentary on it, so we're, we're trying to give a lot of content from that. I recently just did one for Poor Judgment, who is one of our patrons, uh, and so he is a he's a 1700 player. He's quite up there. Um, he sent in a, a pretty awesome replay. I'd recommend go, folks go check it out. It's in my Twitch. Um, but in like multiple occasions in that replay, I actually talk about the cutoff man and how useful it was in this situation playing against such high rank players. So it really, if you want to see some good examples with my commentary over it, that's a great way to go see it. So a little plug in there as well. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll definitely, um, as well, when the audio versions are being released with our commentary, with all that, um, mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be able to, I guess, hear. I think the cool thing will be is that even if you can't see it, I'm sure some of your analysis will actually be good audio. Mm-hmm. Um, the commentary, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll just have to make uh, lots of jokes. <laughs> That's my theory, all right? Um, uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, the, the hope is just to get provide some kind of content, obviously, when we're gone. Um, Wabbits, how did you feel in the tournament? At least the cutoff thing kind of worked for us, uh, given that's our most recent kind of twos experience. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I've never actually really thought about this one. Um, I think I'm very much the person who is the defensive, just go for the rotation rather than go for the cutoff. Um, but I notice a lot that when people do go for cutoff, um, actually, I, who was this? Um, one of the players that we, uh, played a couple times, um, he would go up for the cutoff every single time he went for it, or, or he was rotating back. Um, at least when I was the one that had possession of the ball, I not, I'm not sure if he was doing it to you as well, but, uh, every time he did, he never really went for the ball. He rather went for the, uh, the demo, which I was always kind of interested in mm. because it, it's a different version of the cutoff where it completely uh, halts the play and you have possession, but it allows them to get like the, the opposing opposing team to have a defender um, guaranteed. So it forces a two on one if you can get possession and go in the opposite direction. But what ends up happening is that now it's an easy two on one instead of allowing them to overcommit and you just get a free goal. So what do you, what do you guys think about demoing versus just a general challenge as well? And, boom it to corner or away from play hmm. um i'll say my one quick thing and then i want to hear flash's opinion um i will say i never exclusively go for a demo i'm always thinking ball first um because to me so when i make a cutoff in twos my goal is actually not to win the ball truthfully as weird as that sounds but i actually don't want to touch the ball i actually generally want the player who currently has the ball especially if it's a one-on-one and i'm in and i manage to cut it off um or if i see for a fact that player doesn't really look like they're going for the pass it's looking like they're going for a solo play um i want that player to know that i am there and about to try to cut them off and generally try to actually kind of over extend so i go way in front of them so they definitely see me um because then my goal is that they're going to try to flick me Mm-hmm. Um, and by flicking me, if my teammate and so specifically, I like say, like I play a lot of twos with Jer. Jer knows for a fact, like easily, he knows it. We don't, we don't even remotely communicate it. He knows that that's something I'm always going for. So he knows the second that he sees that player flick, he should be aerialing to that ball and instantly winning. Because the second that now I've made that player flick, I haven't jumped, I haven't done anything. I've just made them flick over me. Now with Jer aerialing up to that ball, there's no way following a flick that that player is going to beat him to that ball. So now Jer is able to pass to me, and now I'm on a one-on-one going the other way. And if Jer lands well, we have a two-on-one going the other way. So. Mm-hmm. that's very high level like that that is at its core like a, that's a grand champion play like not mm-hmm. something as much folks should be looking for uh, when they're trying to just learn how to cut off um 
but where I totally look for demos, if it's a one-on-one -on -one and I'm falling behind, I will call to Jer if I know that I'm going to get that cut off and like, I know I'm going to hit him. I will demo him because then I, as soon as I demo him, I just drift cut, turn the other way. And now Jer and I have a two-on-one -on -one going back the other way. So um, that is generally the only time I'm actively going for it. But it definitely is an interesting thought. Like I could see its usefulness, but I agree with your point of like, there, there's other ways that could produce a better scoring opportunity going the other way, if not. But I'm curious about Flash, especially playing against it, because I didn't even notice that, to be honest. I was actually just going to say that um, in my run in the past couple of days where I've, you know, finally gotten Diamond 3, um, mm -hmm. I will say the one thing I've I've noticed, and this is what I noticed when I was ranking up in Plat, and I haven't been, I haven't been doing this successfully in Diamond, um, but all of a sudden, I don't know what it was the last couple of days. I don't know if it's like the caffeine I had or whatever, <laughs> but, um, I started doing cutoffs and then doing 50, 50 challenges that would end up in the net like a lot. Like I, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I, cause mm. I, I don't have combo. Do you remember that goal in the tournament where I think, I think it was on Epic, um, where I just, uh, where I dunked on him, right? Right in front of the net. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that was a cutoff, uh, like where I turned yep. in. And then you, I... you were going for the corner, you quickly turned and cut him off. Yeah, yeah. So yep. goals like that, for some reason, have become really common. So like this feels very much down my territory to the point where I think Wab is when you're playing with me, even if I didn't call it, like I was probably cutting off 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. Like you probably felt that. And you're playing defensive, so it kind of worked with our styles. But um, you probably noticed like, oh, oh, here he goes again, trying to get the ball, you know? Um, yep. but I think in threes, it's really starting to work for me because I'm, I'm getting really good at predicting. And I think this is another skill that, that I've learned on top of the positional skill, right. Of knowing when and, and it, like how, how you should cut off, uh, the mechanical skill of like, all right, this is the 50 I'm going to take on this turn. Like I had this, ugh, I thought I saved the replay and I didn't. But like, <laughs> and this person might be listening to, to the podcast. Cause I actually like plugged the podcast at the end. Because I was actually playing insane. Um, but, dude, I I don't know how I did this, but I flew off the wall, like, at full speed. And I was about, like, halfway above the guy. And I predicted where he, like, bumped it up, like, way up into a goal. And I was just like, this is it. This is, like, my peak. There's no, <laughs> there's nowhere to go from this. Um, so I, I, I've just felt the last couple days, at least, I've really aggressively started using it. And I think the higher level I get, the more I can do it frequently because the players are way, way, way better at predicting my movements. Um, and I think this is another thing to keep in mind because this is a beginner's corner, right? In theory, what we call it beginner's corner is just it's more general, you know, every every level kind of thing. Um, but I think if you are in a lower rank, right, like make I would if I was in like silver or gold, I would like make sure that that person's in net before I do a cutoff, like physically mm -hmm. swivel the camera around, quick track. And then go go for the challenge, um, because just the way the pace of the game there, um, you know, you might you want you might want to make sure that there's someone covering you before you before you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's all I got on that. I, I think that was great coverage of it in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed that discussion on the cutoff. Um, I'm sure. As we're playing more, as we come back from break, we'll have uh, definitely a lot more topics to talk about. Like, you know what's funny? I, we had a while where we didn't have a lot of esports news. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the time we should have the most beginner's corners. 
and <laughs> and so like i feel like we're just waiting for like a gap in news so that we can really just like get in a lot of beginners corners so because so, they're always interesting and i feel the cool thing is is that like on a podcast it's hard to like physically demonstrate what we're talking about mm-hmm. um but there are concepts that literally just us talking i've then like went to a game and i'm like at least i'm thinking about it mm-hmm. and when i think about it i get better at it because i'm actively it's like okay this is something i'm in the game i can actually think about um and then as it becomes second nature i can start thinking about something new right um and that's mm-hmm. kind of how i've taken a lot of those beginners corners and i think that's how it it's helped right um so I, i'm hoping the uh, listeners uh, at least uh, feel the same um yeah all right uh we ready to move on yeah, I think we're good. I think so, all right, all right. We got the esports corner of all time, um, <laughs> the giant that is the esports corner. So Combo is going to take this away because there is topic after topic after topic, um, and we'll kind of yeah. Well, I'll just let Combo take it away. Yeah. Uh, so we got almost ten news articles to talk about here um that's aggressive for a podcast at the length of hours plus adding another content so you know what we, we've been talking hour. really fast this week so we should be fine <laughs> uh, <laughs> another 10 so... hour podcast go <laughs> yeah, that'll be our like thousand listener uh like podcast no, 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 a thousand patron all right a thousand <laughs> patron all right we'll do uh, a 10 hour podcast Jeez, nice uh, yeah, so we, we got a lot. So specifically, we're, we're only going to talk about the ones that actually have some big weight to it. Uh, and uh, we'll kind of break those down a little bit. Otherwise, I'm just going to kind of give some news, get some quick reactions from Flash and Wabbits, and go from there. So uh, yeah, let's hop right into it. So we got a list. We're going to work it down. Uh, if we li- le- excuse me, if we leave out anything that you folks are like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't talk about this. Um, let us know, and we'll, we'll cover it the next time. There's been so much that we'll I cover it am a little worried. in september <laughs> True. um but yeah so uh the first thing on our list is just some kind of minor news if you are a listener and you have this kind of skill level uh, this could be important to you so tsm and vitality uh two of our bigger eu teams are apparently looking for subs right now uh both of them have outlined that uh well vitality at least has outlined that they want um the minimum rlrs uh land experience uh and then tsm has said that they prefer rlcs experience so uh i i know that those are obviously big asks but just it's good to note because uh, uh, we're seeing more and more teams really starting to push towards getting very competent subs just in case so um so and i'll say this forward. much even if they do ask for that if you are like a top rank gc player like I would still go see if they they'd be willing to try you out, mm-hmm. because I I think this is one thing actually that a lot of people they're too afraid to ask for the opportunity, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, like and I'll say this with our old podcast. Like I was doing a bunch of interviews and like literally people were like, "How did you get that?" I'm like, "I just asked." Like I just asked for an interview. Yeah. And people were willing yep. to give me the time. Like if they say no, sure. Like there's a couple of people that said no, but there's also a couple of people that were willing to give me, the, you know. And there's some great interviews there. So, like, mm-hmm. um, opportunities and all that. Um, like, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, if you are a top player and this is something you you were thinking about, like TSM, Vitality, you know, those <laughs> it's pretty pretty good teams you might want to get a sub on. Like, don't be afraid to go, like, listen, like, I'm going to have this experience, but let me let me show you my skills, right? Let me, let me try to prove it to you, right? 
um you know have me play with like two of the members at like some local land or something you know what i mean like try to try to find ways to get in on that because i think sometimes we pass up opportunities just because um we're scared to uh go or put ourselves out there yeah yeah and you're you're like oh like job applications too like they say there's a minimum requirement right you know like (laughs) i feel like this kind of looks like a job interview it's like oh like you need this 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 but the truth is you like you don't know who's applying for the job right like it could be that the people that are like super super qualified you know they're just not applying for it so like if you're just missing one thing like that's something that you can just tell them you can make up and all that stuff right so th- mm-hmm. that's kind of my point here is that definitely so inspirational. yeah definitely uh <laughs> definitely be willing sure. to put yourself out there uh as the the devil's advocate of that i'll make a note being that um like please just be conscious of like what the skill gap actually yes, is right yes, so like yes i am so like i am a i would identify as so my peak of a bar is like 670 680 right around there give or take it was a couple of seasons ago um and i i still know i'm nowhere near that capability uh so just just be definitely go for it shoot for the shoot for the moon do all that kind of stuff but um don't feel like you are now all of a sudden at rls quality oh, if you please, like, just, please just got don't. gc Please yeah. don't. No, I'm saying be willing to say like, oh, let me, you know, give me an opportunity to show what I got, and then mm-hmm. also be humble enough to go, oh my goodness, these, these guys, guys are, are way gods. better than me, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know what I mean. I'm not ready yet, but like, if you don't ask for like my, yeah, I think you always have to have that mindset. Like, you have to be humble and know where you're at, and you have to understand like, you know, what? you might you might get cut, you might not uh, succeed, right? Uh, but at the same time, that shouldn't stop you from taking that risk. Is is what I was trying to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is why they're asking for the uh, the RLRS LCS, yeah, right? yeah, because that just weeds out anybody who might be. You know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because but... we don't like because I think there would be a difference if there's actually some because I'm sure there's like some GCs that literally just play the game, but like mm-hmm. they're playing game every game they're playing with like they're at the high like we're talking top zero point zero one percent, eighteen hundred nineteen hundred. Like plus. I'm sure there's players that play the game at that level that just aren't. Like iron pros, like you know what I mean. You got it. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, it goes for anyone. Go, go check the top 100 list. I guarantee you know maybe half the names if you follow esports well. You know maybe half the names on that list. Like there's a lot of known technical no names on that list. Quite a few are either too young to play in RLCS, so they're so they're not there yet. Um, some are just they've they've maybe have tried out and maybe they don't have a good fit. Uh, I, what I often hear is there are a lot of players in the top 100 that are actually just kind of toxic and teams don't really want to try them out. Um, so yeah, yeah if you're that you guy, that, don't that don't try for a team. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, that's the shitty thing. I was like, these teams talk, right? Like these play, these players all know each other. Most of them are friends. <laughs> so um, if they have a couple bad interactions with one player, they're like, okay, bye. Uh, so. <laughs> Be nice to people. That's that's the maybe a good takeaway. I like this is this is by far our smallest news update, and we still spent like five minutes on it. Uh, <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We can keep going. Uh, oh yeah, we're fine. Uh, so uh, just again to throw another audible on on these two. Uh, they see the list that I posted uh, in our Discord, but I'm actually going to switch up the order a little bit just to make sure I'm following timelines because mm-hmm. um, I was just literally writing things in the list as I remembered them. Uh, so the next big news, um, this is actually rather large news. Alpha 54, the FCB striker, um, is going to be leaving FC Barcelona. Uh, he has not yet announced what team he's going to, um, but there are rumors that he's going somewhere, and I'm going to leave that uh, blank for just a little bit until we uh, we cover all the news that's coming around. What's our what Talk about another point that is directly about it. it. <laughs> so um, opening at uh, FC Barcelona, who do we think is going there? Well, let me tell you the next player that's leaving, and this one I, I do want to dive into a little bit. Um, 
after some massive drama over the last four days, uh, Ronicky, the, the striker for uh, Triple Trouble, uh, is now set to be leaving Triple Trouble um, after a twit longer, both from uh, Tadpole, uh, who is now the new captain of Triple Trouble, um, and then a follow-up t- uh, twit longer from Ronicky. Uh, so I, I think Wabbits has read this. Flash, have you read through any of them yet? Not to like, call you out or anything. Um, I I literally looked at it for a split second. That's it. Cool. So, uh, they're they are long. Like they are they are listen, lengthy. I like Both juicy drama if I can listen yeah. to it on a podcast. So uh... there you go. Yeah, we're putting <laughs> we're putting in the best medium for you. Uh, I will give the quick scene. I know Wabbas has read it, so I want to get his opinions uh, right away. But I'll just get I'll lay out exactly what's happened. So on uh, let me get the date so I actually have it. So on the twenty uh, I believe sixth of July, uh, there was a tweet put out uh, from the Triple Trouble Twitter saying that there having a roster change and that Ronicky is leaving the organization. This was rather large news and a really big surprise for people because up for about the last few weeks now, the main rumor has been that Cassio was leaving Triple Trouble and going to Method. That has been the rumor that's been on the scene. I've been hearing that a lot. I was pretty confident it was going to happen. Um, and then out of nowhere, we hear that Ronicky is leaving and Cassio is for sure staying is what we're currently still hearing. Um, anyways, there's some drama that kind of is like like touched on on Twitter, uh, and then as per every esports drama we have, the, a twit longer comes out from Tadpole, um, a very long twit longer, basically lining, uh, uh, like laying out everything that had happened at basically every event leading up to this, uh, and that uh, he and uh, Ronicky were trying out thirds instead of Cassio just to see how they were doing. Um, they didn't feel that they needed to kick Cassio, but that just he may not be starting, um, and kind of working through that. And then apparently out of nowhere, they felt uh, he felt blindsided. Because because Ronicky signed a contract with a quote new team, which I'll talk about a bit after, uh, and that this whole thing was basically childish and rude um, and, and pretty tough. The tweet longer ends with a rather long, uh, sorry, a shorter uh, note from their coach uh, base, who basically says more or less re- repeats everything that Tadpole had said, and then ends with another like rather aggressive comment being like, hope it's worth it, Ronicky. Like, uh, I'm not going to apologize to you. Like, I'm angry at you, like things like that. So a lot of drama comes out. Uh, and then to add on just this morning, uh, I believe, uh, Ronicky has now put out a tweet longer explaining his side of the story. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with his mental health and how that he's been treated very poorly by the team. Um, he posts some screenshots of some conversations talking with, I believe, um, who was their previous manager of Triple Trouble, but now is the manager of the Bricks um, from January. And uh, was some conversations with him. And then he lays out how he wasn't meaning to be like lacking transparency with the team, but um, everything happened very fast that he didn't want to, to hurt them or anything like that uh, and that he's not going to apologize because they encouraged him to take other opportunities. So um, a lot of drama. Wabbits, you read them. Let's hear it. Uh, so I actually only read the one from Ronicky because it was so long and I was like, wow, this is actually really good, but I can't do a second one. <laughs> yeah, Tapples is like double the length, which is funny. Uh-huh. So that was, that was, that was pretty rough. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and read the tadpole one after what you've just said there, because I definitely want to get both sides of the story. But I will say, uh, as to Ronicky's, it was a very professionally laid out um, thing. It was well done, well written. Everything seemed to be like just the fact and what his side of the story was. And it wasn't very much um, uh, pointing fingers or being like um, not uh, professional. I, I, I don't know what to say there. Um, but it was it was well done, and like it seemed like everything was pretty well communicated. It just 
or at least he thought everything was well communicated. It just wasn't that uh, they had understood what was happening, I guess, um, which is kind of interesting. But I guess that comes down to uh, the mentality of what was happening. Um, and the one that got me was that this was happening during games as well, mm-hmm. where uh, Tadpole just, or it, uh, to, who was the third? Cassio. Um, Cassio, yeah. Or, or no, the one that was mentioned. I don't speed. think it was... Speed? No, there was a third, I think. Or another... Ignite? Yes, I think it was Ignite. He filled in, he's filling in for them for a tournament, yeah, and they've played yeah. some scrims, yeah. yeah. So there was that. Uh, it, it was Ignite and uh, Ronaki who were talking um, in this tournament while... Uh, oh, I, I'm Tadpole. terrible with names. Tadpole <laughs> um, was just kind of not communicative at all, in-game, out-of-game, muted his mic and started typing rather than talking to the team and getting a game plan. Um, and both Ignite and Ronaki were just talking about how this was a terrible thing to do and trying to get the team going, but it just wouldn't happen without Tadpole. Um, so I found that really interesting and that that doesn't surprise me that it was happening or that all of this was happening, if that is true. Um, because a lack of communication in-game kind of leads me to believe that there'd be a lack of communication uh, everywhere. <laughs> So I, I, I'm not too surprised to see, to see that, uh, and that both sides are kind, of, or well, the one side was kind of blindsided, even if it was communicated. Mm. Do you get what Flash. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, for this particular story, I, I don't feel like. I don't know what it is. This is okay. There's something about the Rock League drama, all right? <laughs> that just sometimes isn't as interesting. It's super childish. As oh. other communities. Am, am I am I correct in saying this? I think so. I find it all super childish, but I also got to check my age, right? Like a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. But are, yeah. I I feel like sometimes, I don't know. Like, I prefer drama where it's, like, everyone cutting really bad pro wrestling promos on each other. Like, that's... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at least, at least there's a wink and a nod and a... You know what I mean? And, like... Yeah. I think there's, there's... There's many things to take into account. I think, obviously, Ronaki, like, saw an opportunity that was clearly, for him, what he needed most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as much as you say, like, yeah, you can warn the team and you can say but like sometimes if you have an opportunity right and did you say what team he's likely going to yet no i have not um do we i can if that adds yeah, yeah. um so because that's why i went to him next so since alpha 54 is leaving sab i'm sure people could make the assumption yeah. that it seems as if ronicky uh is likely and that is probably of the couple rumors i have today that's probably the most confirmed um mm-hmm. is going to fcb so, yeah, so, so the rumor uh, is that he's going to fcb so like if you're Ronicky, just just the three letters FCB as an organization <laughs> is going to give you a lot more confidence than Triple Trouble, like mm-hmm. that that it will be better, right? So, and I I'm guessing, like we're talking, I think I think we sometimes forget, but like PSG and FCB, there's a certain level of like, like if they do really poorly or stuff that's really crappy, it actually reflects on a significantly larger organization as opposed to like these like small smaller 
esports teams if that makes sense mm-hmm. and so the like the hope is like it obviously players will go oh like oh my goodness let me let me be on barcelona like that's sick right um and i, I think sometimes we have to take that into account like there are there's such thing the reason big organizations you know stay like big and are known and like people respect them is because they've been around for a long time and even though if they do crappy things they have a weight of like consistency you can see how they act as opposed to some of these smaller teams and you're just not always sure mm-hmm. um yeah i don't yeah. mind even more uh, than that i uh just just before we move on with it as well yeah like i don't know i like i agree with you i find in general like i i I often feel less intrigued by the drama of the Rocket League scene. And I think for me, truthfully, and it's funny because I work in a field that deals a lot with emotions. I think it's because everyone is just takes things very emotionally and like too hard. Mm-hmm. Like it is like life ending. Like if you read and I encourage folks to go do it, I, like read Tadpole's post. It is so emotional. Like it is, it he thrashes at Ronicky. He basically calls him a terrible person. He says that he's like ruined their friendship and their team's dream. Like, it is super, super personal for what is technically just a business transaction. Um, and uh, I, I think I, for me, I really quickly saw, I didn't think there was a lot of drama around when Speed had left um, Triple Trouble to go to uh, Flipside, now the Bricks. Um, I didn't think there was a lot of drama around it, but he actually references that there was some drama around Speed um, and that he has to like clarify that they're like he respects him now and stuff. So to me, I read into that as like, oh, Tadpole takes anyone leaving him as very personal like he takes that as a direct shot and a direct hit to him uh and it really shows in this the, the couple things i want to like lay out so even if folks don't read it, at least they know um i was really disappointed in the writing from tadpole that he decided that he felt the need to add an entire paragraph on how um Ronicky actually owes him money in this tweet longer uh, mm. which I think is completely uncalled for and ridiculous. I'll read the end of it. It says, before I end this off, you still owe me money from the play that we won almost a year ago and also that apartment in Valencia that I've been chasing you up for months. And then he puts the exact total of how much he owes him, um, mm. which like that does not need to be online. There's no reason that, that that's put out. Like if that's his attempt of being like, oh, maybe he won't pay me. So now I've got to try and do like real Ronicky in like, I'm sorry, man. Relax. I I don't know how to else to put that. Like, I really like Tadpole as a player. He's probably one of my favorite on Triple Treble, and like this was pretty disappointing for me. Um, I, I will say, like, yes, he definitely never, ever, ever should put a financial statement, um, like online. Mm-hmm. But it also sucks if like money's actually owed to him and it's not being you got it for <laughs> sure and as so this ultimately is the problem and my assumption as to why the, one of the bigger reasons as well ronicky wanted to leave is triple trouble is not an organization right like it's it's just a team name like they don't actually have an org um and ronicky was the captain up until the point what sorry it's like the asap weekly if we were to make a team right we're not a yeah, you got org, but we got a brand you know exact you got it the exact same like they, they got jerseys they got everything they are not a they are the exact same as Weedem Girls, which was basically like a big joke, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so the and the difference was Weedem Girls was picked up, Triple Trouble has not been. So a lot of talk has often been that Ronicky just needed an org and wanted to be an org. And money handling is a big reason why orgs are very important at the high level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't want so you yeah, don't want definitely. yeah you know you don't want right? a Flash Boy over here, right? Running away with all the money, all right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that was a big one for me. And then I, I strongly at least disliked the the comments from. Uh, uh dion slash base at the end uh i think as a manager or coach uh 
there, and this is coming from my own personal opinion, like there, you should never be involved in team drama. There's absolutely no reason you should be. You are meant to be the professional lead of that team, um, especially in a manager role. Like you have to be the the unemotional, business focused only person who's going to be doing that. And his message almost showed as much hurt themes of uh, that we saw from Tadpole as here. Uh, so I was. Uh, I was so like literally the the second the last line of his second paragraph is um, so something about Todd Pole and he's like and to be messed around to this extent by his own captain is an absolute disgrace and you should be ashamed of yourself like that is some big language for a like what is Rocky like sixteen seventeen I think a little older um, leaving an organization so like I I was quite. I, I was a little overwhelmed and a little upset by that but um, teach their own uh, people are gonna pick sides it happens and uh, yeah uh, just a note at the end. Um, on the whole, the everything is kind of childish with Rocket League drama and also now the coaches. Um, Rams, the previous uh, coach, I believe, that mm-hmm. uh, he was talking to, actually gave a response to, to Ronicky. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read it out because I assume that neither of you saw it. Very strange to, uh, th- to use screenshots of my DMs to you showing that I was trying to help you in the scenario. But when I left Triple Trouble, you made me out not uh, to not care only not care about you only care about money and only try to uh and put you down the situation is silly everyone just needs to own up to it uh so i thought this was you know another mm-hmm. thing of re- being really childish because there's no reason for him to bring this up uh as it just seems like he's still hurt about something that happened uh, i think it was two years ago maybe last year i'm not entirely sure on the time you think rams is still hurt or yeah <laughs> where he's still See, I, a little bit I, I... Right. To, to counter that almost like i i'm actually kind of unimpressed i to my knowledge when he when Ronicky posted that when me reading that i'm like oh like he probably talked to rams about like using those photos and like showing that his mental health has been struggling but um i think i'd be a little offended if someone was was leaking those was leaking those dms kind of thing but um yeah like i i just don't think statements need to be made man like this is just personal yeah. just talk just talk it's fine mm-hmm. figure it out your men you can do yep. it <laughs> well they're 16 year olds but hopefully yeah. hopefully they can grow up <laughs> Yeah, um, let's, yeah. Let, I think I think I think we spent more than enough time on that. Let's uh, let's move. <laughs> on. Uh, and then the last big in this this triple trouble, uh, which it'll be funnier once you hear <laughs> it. Trifecta. Uh, there, you got it. There is uh, another possible move right now. Um, I ignite our our lovely player over at TSM uh, has been rumored to be going to Triple Trouble, but the only, to my knowledge, and so I'm not fully sold on this because I think he looks quite happy in TSM. But as we see with Triple Trouble, you never know what's actually happening on the inside. Um, this is purely based on the fact that he is playing with Casio and Tadpole for the RL, uh, the Rocket League. I think it's Beyond the Summit is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is like kind of just a fun, more content creation focused tournament. Um, so that's the big notes right there. And 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 it definitely has also now come out in these notes that they've been trying Ignite as a third, but they've been trying out Ignite as a third instead of Casio. So I'm curious what that means now, uh, if Casio staying on the squad uh, with that being Casio, Tadpole, and Ignite. So definitely something to note. We're going to keep moving online. Sorry, not going to ask for opinions. That was that one to me is just not that important because we, we got to wait for some actual rumors. Um, couple actual committed moves um just to end it off we got corrupted g the previous evil geniuses player who him and classics were released um they are going to be going to, uh, sorry corrupted g just only is going to be going to plot twist so he'd be playing with neck toast and taroko um they just for those who don't remember just qualified from rlrs up to oh sorry they didn't qualify sorry they are rlrs team um then i've getting ahead of myself um so corrupted g will now regardless he was set to be playing in the rlrs anyways when mm-hmm. uh, he and classics dropped down um, but now he'll be playing on arguably one of the best rlrs teams in my opinion now moving forward 
Um, next, uh, we, uh, and more technical RLRS moves in the source, I was getting ahead of myself, um, Mist, uh, who was previously on the Birds and the Bees, who was an incredibly successful um, RLRS team, is moving to the Peeps, which is the other incredibly successful NA uh, mm -hmm. RLRS team. So uh, where we saw Splice and EG go down, we saw Birds and Bees come up, Birds and Bees and Peeps come up. So now Mist will be playing with the Peeps, and that is a team to watch. They are going to be gnarly. Wait, uh, and okay. Very, very Sorry, I just want to bring it back to the drama we had like months ago about the birds and the bees and now mist is leaving them yeah yeah, anyway, uh, I just wanted you to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, with that also comes more rumors uh, is that uh, now the big free agent that everyone's been talking about, um, Drippe, who moved from OCE to NA, um, is technically still under contract with EG, the Evil Geniuses. And so uh, there, that definitely restricts where he can go because that, to me at least, I don't know, we don't know anything about his contract, tells me that he needs to be going to people who do not have an organization is the, is the main thing you'll be seeing there um because eg is most likely locking him down long term and that means wherever he goes he brings the organization so obviously he could not fill in for like when let's say one of these teams in eu who have organizations so um this is pretty important so what the rumor is right now and apparently every day i hear people talking about it, it sounds like it's getting more and more closer to being confirmed is that drip a is now going to be going to the birds and bees to replace mist um and with that would be meaning that he's bringing the organization of evil geniuses so um if that happens they are also an absolute beast of a team moving forward so i'm finally happy that we might be moving towards having no longer just the na big three and as we saw rogue getting significantly better. We have these two RLRS teams who are coming up being very strong. So uh, NA is about to get pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> and along with the NA news, and this is something we can talk a little bit about more, um, and I'm sure anyone who listens to this podcast must know this by now, because this is arguably, this is a similar level to Kronovi moving to Rogue. Um, with Turbo Pulse's, uh release and leaving of the Dignitas organization. Um, he has somehow made his way to NA and is going to be playing for NRG uh, in place of Fireburner, which was rumored. Uh, not a lot of people believed that it would happen. A lot of people thought he'd stay uh, in his home country, but uh, he's coming, he's playing, and NRG is going to be scary moving forward. Let's hear your thoughts, Boyos. Uh, I think the first thing I said when I saw this was, um, when does region not matter anymore? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now NA has that. all three regions, or not, except for now we have four regions. But uh, yeah, NA has three of the four regions right now. It players covering it. Yeah, there's never been quite a region lock, right? It's just it's just it's never of... been a region lock. Yeah, the only region lock has been if you're not in a contending region, you're not allowed to play. That's the only thing they have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, you're you're never locked to the whatever region. It just literally it comes down to residency. So they yeah, need to move. yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's what it is. It's like it's like sports, normal. You, know. mm -hmm. you got it. Uh, yeah, like it's soccer people moving between MLS and any of the, yeah, yeah. the leagues. Uh, I mean, if the league wants to have like a like some kind of fifty percent rule, that makes sense too, right? Yep. Um, but what I want to say uh, about this that is um, to uh, to make sure that all of us out there who get this quote uh, have their uh, cups ready uh, with the alcoholic beverages. Um, <laughs> it's about damn time all right that's 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 your reference for the week um no i i'm really excited to finally have a team with turbo post on you know we have like this i just just imagine okay all right if you get eg and rv in a in a lan setting like that's gonna be insane that's that i'm, I'm excited for that and maybe if dig is doing well oh my goodness all right and we we're saying i wanted <laughs> these three teams i wanted there to be three teams that are dominating this I'm I'm just hyped. I'm just ready for the next. Let's let's bring on the next season. All right, that's all yeah. I, I can really say to this. 
<laughs> we might I, I I heard someone say it today and I, I kind of agree. Uh, I think we might be looking at the most skill shared and like equally skilled RLCS season that we'll ever see um, coming up right now in season eight because of how much talent has moved around to different teams right now, especially with the NA RLRS teams coming up, especially that NA is finally turning into a bit of an EU where kind of anything could happen um, mm -hmm. versus having always your same top four-ish team. Uh, so I'm very excited to see where we go from there, despite obviously one of those top four teams getting, in my opinion, significantly stronger with the addition of Turbo Puzzle. So. Yep. Uh, I'm really just interested to see uh, where all of the extra like EU and uh, every other regions can bring NA because NA is very much the three and then that's it. But um, this looks like with everybody moving around, it's just going to force the the skill, um, I guess the skill ceiling of NA in general mm -hmm. and like the skill distribution just up drastically. And I cannot see this being a bad thing and it's going to make for some amazing games whenever the season comes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our big four are going to be a little tighter to hold their spots right now. Our big three, you know, like, so I, I say big four now because Rogue has, has start slowly proving themselves. Um, but uh, yeah, our big three are not going to be as comfortable, I think, anymore. No, not at all. I'm kind of wondering when uh, when they make a bigger league for the... Ten teams uh, each region, as everyone keeps talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing that. I don't know which way I lean right now. I don't see a negative with having more teams in. Um yep. But I think for me, I think EU right now is perfect for, uh, mm -hmm. is perfect for ten. I personally right now can't name ten teams that I think are good enough for the RLCS in NA right now. Um, I, I think agree. this season of RLRS is going to be very influential for that because mm -hmm. I, for me, watching right now, Plot Twist is the only team to watch in RLRS unless we see another strong strong team come out of qualifiers of maybe just a couple guys we haven't maybe some xrl rlcs players who have made a team together something like that right so uh until we get I, until i see a very comfortable um top 10 in na i'm not totally for it but uh i i, I think we'll get there soon so i i completely agree with that where this season is going to be um kind of revolutionary possibly where it might change change up everything that how or change up how things are done uh simply because na will be getting better. The, a lot of good players are coming over, a lot of teams are boosted, and a lot of teams are, um, like, a lot of this lower end team is just going to be way higher in skill. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll be a lot closer for the, those top spots, and then a lot of the bottom spots will be, um, uh, I guess, farther down. I, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Where, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the, the right now, it's the bottom spots are basically being the sixth place team. <laughs> That's where it's uh, con uh, being contended, roughly. Uh, but I, I could see it going down to like anywhere from 8 to 12. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any other notes, boys? No? No, I think we can move on. All right. Uh, we got two more things to talk about. Uh, one is just another real quick note from our friends over in OCE. Uh, so Zen... Uh, Did you talk about strategy already? Sorry. Uh, I I think I did. Yeah, I did, because I yep. said they weren't going to be significant. You were going uh, so fast that I... So, oh, buddy, I was cruising. <laughs> yeah. um, Zen, who is a very strong player from OCE, previously on Renegades, um, has chosen to leave the Renegades. Um, I haven't at least personally seen any reasons come out yet um, or any plans moving forward, um, but that'll be a bit of a loss for the Renegades. So the previous Chiefs, previous Alpha Sydney, uh, who uh, have always been arguably the, one of the strongest uh, OCE teams. So... Um, 
sad to see that it's uh it definitely it happens as we were seeing in all the other regions right now um but yeah just a quick note and then our last thing which i don't believe either of you have a lot of yeah, context you're gonna on. give us a plot twist here right this is the I am. movie uh, review here but i am hyped uh to talk about this because it's very interesting um so a uh there's a big rumor on the scene right now it has literally come out two hours ago uh, and it's because the uh, so Lawler put out a tweet uh, announcing the Brawl Three, which is basically a uh, it's like a double elim tournament um, in uh, in NA and uh, around. Uh, so the the current champs were uh, Memory Mist and Rettles, uh, and so he so they obviously uh, they return. Um, and he's it's basically kind of it's like an invitational tournament. Uh, and so he is uh, he listed his top players, and they're all uh, have to be RLCS quality generally for this tournament uh and as he goes through the list he actually notes atomic and a lot of folks instantly are like who's atomic like why who is this guy like he's why are we listing all these rlcs quality players and and all of a sudden atomic is on here um and i so i actually didn't really take a big note on this uh when i first saw it but it was actually i'll give a shout out jer happened to read the comments on a reddit post about this tweet um where someone actually asked uh, and lala responds to it and this is where the rumor comes from so someone says um why is atomic on there if he's not brackets yet on an RLCS team, um, and uh, Lala responds saying, I feel based on this info, you can probably do something, not that I'm willing to confirm anything with a little blush face. Uh, and so then uh, everything, everyone kind of goes nuts. That's quite what, cheeky. What That's quite um, cheeky. And so then a couple of people are like, oh, so basically Ghost is picking up Atomic, and a bunch of people um, start agreeing, and there's, there's this long uh, discussion. Why is this interesting? Is this just some random no-name kid? Uh, is he someone just coming up through the, the ranks right now? Um, if that's what you two thought, the answer is a hard no. Uh, he actually has a very interesting history with the RLCS, and this is the only reason why I know him. Um, I don't know what, what he's done in the last two years, but this is literally the only reason I know who he is. So Atomic previously a player on uh, Naventic, which were, uh, they had actually qualified for, I believe it was season two of RLCS, I believe, or sorry, season, it was season three or four, I don't remember, um, but uh, for the RLRS moving up, um, and their entire roster was dropped and disqualified um, in that season uh, because it turned out that they had uh, actually been uh, boosting uh like accounts and boosting players mm. um and that, and that had come out um as well as atomic was younger than the minimum required age for that so he was actually banned on two occasions on two rules on the same occasion uh so what had happened was he was banned in september of 2017 uh and it only ended he had the longest ban so he his ban went until june 30th so it only end of this year so it only wow. ended a month ago uh from uh from professional play and it was actually under the ruling of cheating is what it was was put through as uh so he has been on the radar for a while uh and uh, yeah so that was a really big one and so now he's back. He's allowed to play. I've, I've haven't watched a lot of him. I remember seeing a little couple highlights when they had initially qualified, and he looked pretty good. Um, but uh, so right now the rumor is that he's going to be going to Ghost because of what we had talked about previously. Left um, with the kind of semi quote retirement, whatever that ends up being, um, that he put out on his Twitter longer. So um, big news, really interesting. Some folks are mad about it. Some folks are like, well, like that was the ruling. Like he's fine. So um, curious on your guys' opinions. Well, if his band's up, then his band's up. Yeah, his band's <laughs> up. What are we talking about? Yeah. I'm um, excited to see him come in. <laughs> dude, this is like, this is the uh, hyperbolic chamber, right? 
this guy's <laughs> gone into for two years, you know? He's like, I made a mistake in my past. But now you will see my true power. Alright, and then he's gonna he's gonna show well, he's gonna get a chance like this to show us what he's got. Um I was I was just waiting for you for you to go. Yeah, so uh, Atomic is just Lethemir's new name. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> He's just, you know what? Lethemir like walks in. He like dyed his hair black. He's like, "This is my alter ego." Uh. Um, he grew out his hair. He grew out his hair. You know, he's he's wearing eye makeup. Oh no, no, I no. This that's actually a really cool story. No, I definitely. Mm. Uh, I'm sure many listeners wouldn't know this. So, and myself and Wabbits definitely did not. So uh no this this I mean if he was too young to compete originally having a band that lasted this long seems pretty fair to me. I believe I truthfully I might be wrong but I believe what it was was they gave him the standard ban but they added on the time until he turned of age which was 15. Mm. Oh okay. Um, I believe yeah, how they did it. So I actually think they had a very fair ruling on that situation. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah this okay we're talking like a really young kid. Yeah yeah. No, well, yeah so totally he was 14. I think he was 14 at the time and mm-hmm. um so they gave him I believe what was a year ban for cheating quote uh because of it was the boosting that had come out um which I actually don't even think they made a ruling on him. I could be wrong on that so I might be able to correct me. Um but I believe the official statement was that it was because he was illegal as underage but they also purposely did not put him on the roster um uh, because mm-hmm. he was underage so he wouldn't get mm-hmm. checked for an identity uh and uh yeah so yeah I, I mean like i think this goes to i guess what we were talking about last week as well when it came to ghosts is that they might just be looking for a really really young team um to kind of develop over the next couple of years um and hopefully stay at the rlcs level Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that might be a reason why Lethemir is kind of pushed out or felt pushed out and all that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, I've, I, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah. Um, interesting. I'm, I'm curious if he's been absolutely grinding, uh, moving through. So, uh, yeah. If he's getting picked up basically right out of his, uh, his band and i'm assuming that he's at least been playing for the past like little bit likely the year grinding pretty hard and like what i I'm should assuming... have done yeah sorry can you yeah sorry i thought you're done i'm gonna guess that he's been playing scrims and uh doing like non-official things but you got it and so that was my right? guess i was like i'm curious if it's six mans because that's not official um mm-hmm. like sonic's conducted so maybe that's what he's been grinding i should have looked into that that's my bad but uh yeah i kind of doubt that would be put out if uh it's a uh, really heavily hinted by lawler <laughs> Like, if he's the one that's coming out with it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember... All I remember from the situation in general was there was tons of drama between the the team in general. Um, like, I... I, as I was like reading into it and trying to like re- like remind myself on what it was, I remember I found Corrupt, who was also on that team, was his name, um, and his his Twitter name is still Corrupt. Dot dot dot. DM me for boost, um, and, <laughs> which is hilarious. And his like literally his bio is XRLRS Rocket League player, perma banned, so rank boosting full time again. Twitter DMs are open or hit me up on Discord. He puts his tag. So <laughs> uh, you could wow. say you tell he really cares about that band. So. I mean that's yep. someone who just took took like everything, you know what I mean, that that was given to him for for what he did and was just like, "You know what? I'm just going to stick to it. I don't care anymore." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 
last line I read on it on Reddit, just kind of close it out. So this is a, like a comment from like, I remember the day it happened. I actually think I remember reading this Reddit post uh, two years ago uh, was so the, the final note is corrupt is an infamous, infamous booster. So many people believe he may receive any even harsher punishment as he's been breaking the rules for a while. Atomic is also on the line uh, as he's a great player and people are wondering whether he'll be able to play in any RLCS or RLS events when he does eventually turn 15, which now we can confidently say he can. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And so poor old corrupt took that perma ban and he took it rather lightly. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I want to mention something cause you mentioned the, uh, RL summit, mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking about Ignite uh, and him possibly playing with, uh, triple trouble. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to just say that beyond the summit, um, you know, we beat you to transition uh, from Artifact to Rocket League. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? You can... Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just... I thought it was really curious because I heard Summit and then I'm like, what company is it? And it's Beyond the Summit, which is crazy because literally they were like... Our first podcast was us oh, no reviewing way. them. Uh, like oh, their first cool. Artifact tournament. So, uh, cool. you know, everything comes full circle. All right. Um, yeah, is that... I think I think we're good. I think we've managed to go through all those topics quite quickly, but there's just so much. I I really don't want to stay on them too long. Um, mm. We ready to wrap up, you two? Yeah. And this is so. this isn't the moment where I uh, go into another twenty minute long. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> thing. I there's there's two things I'd like to say just to, before we wrap up. Wrap up, and it's not gonna take twenty minutes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank. Uh, Nick Tackler from Rectify Gaming for liking a lot of our tweets. That's really cool. And also Midlife Crisis Gaming is also, you know, and they have a bunch of followers and they're also liking our tweets, which I'm very thankful for. I just wanted to shout them out because they've been doing it consistently for a while. Um, and so I just wanted to give them a quick shout out on the show. And then uh, the last thing is starting next week, um, you're going to get shorter content, but with the replay analysis, I'm really hoping uh, that combo is going to have a lot of valuable insight. Um, and hopefully the, uh, you know, my portion with Wabbits is at least entertaining. Um, and we'll have, you know, I, I guess we'll call it the summer specials. There'll be four of them. Um, they'll be a little shorter, but it'll just give you something to kind of, you know, uh, I guess bite into while we're away during August. So, uh, yeah, um, once again, uh, if you if you do want to hang out with the community, you know, while we're away um, and want to, uh, I guess, uh, see where to, we're up to and, we usually are commenting in the Discord, so that might be a good way to, I guess, keep up for the next little bit. Um, please make sure to uh, join our Discord, you know, um, and join us for those uh, Sunday 4 p.m. you know hangout sessions, which we're gonna do over the next couple weeks as well. Um, with that, I like all of you to have a wonderful month, uh, you know. Uh, enjoy yourselves, uh, especially if you're a very uh, hot climate. Uh, you know, make sure you uh, drink lots of water and all that. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that as it's like boiling hot uh, over <laughs> here. Um, yeah, and uh, for myself and uh, Combo Waps, I uh, hope you guys have a great one. Yeah, see you. See you on the other side of the month. See you. Bye.